Happy spring, everyone, and welcome to episode number 30 of the LaGrange Media Podcast. I am your host, Toby LaGrange. This week, we sit down with someone who has been in our sport for a long time and has done some interesting things during that time. He also happens to be the father of last week's guest, Garrett Poland. This week, we welcome Burt Poland on the podcast, but first, let's hear from the Swagger Factory. What if I told you there was a company run by racers for racers that was not only local, but offers affordable pricing? Would you be interested? Well, I hope you would be, and if not, you should be, because there is. Swagger Factory Apparel is the fastest growing motorsport safety wear company in the Northeast. Swagger Factory Apparel are builders of SFI certified Nomex fire suits, gloves, shoes, underwear, and more for all motorsports applications. They also specialized in sublimated crew shirts, hoodies, jackets, cartware, and more. Contact Mike Jackson today via their website at www.sfracewear.com. That's www.sfracewear.com. Or visit one of their expert dealers such as R3 Graphics, JK Signs, DH Graphics, or KDP Promotions. Swagger Factory Apparel. Quality, safety, and style. Fire racers, four racers, all at affordable prices. Located right here in the Mohawk Valley. Welcome back to another episode of LaGrange Media Podcast. And this week we're sitting down with Burt Poland. Last week we heard from her son Garrett. Tonight we're going to hear from the man behind the wrenches. Uh, Bert, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself away from the track. Um, I work for, for the railroad. Uh, I've been there for 25 years. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy with the, with the racing and stuff. Uh, that takes up a lot of time. I also volunteer with our, our fire company. I'm a, I'm a fireman EMT. I, uh, I'm on the board of fire commissioners for our town. Um, I'm a local chairman for our union. I, I, I wear a bunch of hats, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm always very busy. Well, that sounds like a lot on your plate here. Now, let's talk a little bit about racing. How did you first get started in the racing? Um, well, my sister uh, started dating and then married uh, Donnie Downs from uh, Downs Racing. Uh, they've been uh, very active in the area since the, the 70s. Um, and as a young kid, I, I was always a big fan. We went to Lebanon Valley and watched a lot. And then uh, as I got a little older and was able to go in the pits, um, I started going and helping and just spending time in the garage as, as a kid. And as I got older and older and more and more involved and, and then Donnie and I really just kind of started getting more active and doing more stuff. And once we, we started chasing points and doing things with, with drivers, we just kind of snowballed from there. So going back to when you first started uh, getting into racing, what was your favorite memory? I, I loved, I loved being at Lebanon Valley and just hearing the, the announcers, how they made like good guys, bad guys, you know, the, the nicknames that everybody had, um, you know, Charlie Lewis and the purple can and, and the cyclone Maynard Ferret and the sand Lake slingshot and, you know, the mama's mink and, and, you know, all the, all the, the nicknames and stuff. It was just, it was so cool as a kid hearing, you know, and then there was like, it was always like a, uh, Tommy Corellis against Kenny Tremont. You know, it, it, it didn't matter what else was going on in the race. It was those were the two that were, you know, you had the good guy, bad guy thing. And, and it just, it always, I always loved that. And it was, as a kid, it was great. So 
move a little bit forward now. So now you're a kid, you're growing up, your your sister's with a, a Downs family. Um, pick up where you left off there. Um, well, like I said, they, they always had cars right from the 70s right on, but they always ran like a like a hit or miss schedule. And uh, just, you know, obviously as, as you could afford and, and whatnot. Um, we started doing a little bit more and uh, we get, we started, you know, racing at Accord when uh, the Flack family took, uh, took over Accord Speedway. They, they're actually very close. To, they live very close to where we're at. And um, so when, when Dave Flack opened the track, we started going back down there. I want to say, I think it was 91 or so. And, um, we, uh, we started fielding the car down there pretty regularly and, um, we just started upping our program and getting a little bit better stuff and, and, uh, doing some more things. And first thing we, we partnered up with, uh, with Chris Moore and thing, things started going well. And we, we started winning races and, and had a good time. And um, so what's some of your um, favorite times with the Downs team early on? Um, honestly, it just, it's always been a, it's always been a family, everything we do. And, um, you know, it, it's funny, uh, Garrett kids with me because I never took him to the races as a kid because uh, racing's like drugs. Once, once you get on it, you can't get off it and, and you get hooked. Um, we, like I said, as the family we raced until um, early 2000s. Um, we raced with Chris Moore in, uh, I want to say it was 99, 2000, 2001 maybe. And then uh, Andy Bichetti started driving for us in, in 2002. And and like, like we spoke about the other day, uh, the only only victory in a Troyer car that Andy Bichetti has was in our car. Um, pretty exciting for, for us. Uh, I don't know if it's a Troyer fact that anybody knows, but it, it is. Um, and then he raced with us right up until like 2006 or seven. And it just, the expense got so bad that to run modified that we just, we couldn't do it as a family anymore. And we kind of just kind of closed up shop and, uh, Donnie started doing some racing with, uh, Butch Irwin. And I started spending more time with my daughters and we actually started doing some go-kart racing and it, it, Go-kart racing is very expensive, and we did that for a couple of years. And I I always kind of fed my need for racing. I, I worked on a safety truck at Lebanon Valley from, like, 2000 and, 2001 until, like, 2017. Because uh, 2017, Mr. Poland started racing slingshots, and it started – taking up a little bit more of my time and uh, it, it was, it was a little tougher to get to the Valley and, and do those things because I had uh, other commitments then. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, uh, here from our sponsor, Classic Muscle Parts. We'll be back with part two of our interview with Burt Poland in just a few moments. Are you looking for a hard to find part for your vehicle? Then look no further than Classic Muscle Parts. Owned and operated by Jay Fitzgerald. Classic Muscle Parts specializes in rare and hard-to-find automotive parts for all years and models. Classic Muscle Parts is unlike most businesses in that in addition to selling parts, they are always looking to buy the parts that you have stored away for safekeeping. Located in Galway, they are an easy drive from anywhere in the Capital Region. So give them a call today at 518-857-0311 
or find them online at www.stores.ebay.com slash classic muscle parts. And of course, give them a like on Facebook. Classic Muscle Parts, the place to go for those rare and hard to find auto parts. We're back here with part two of our interview with Bert Pollen. Now, Bert, let's talk about your son, Garrett. Uh, he's come on strong at the Ridge. Let's talk about where he started and where you think he's going. Well, it, it kind of started, uh, we were racing BMX bicycles, and uh, we were all over the country, all over the east coast of the country with that. And uh, just doing a lot, and he, and he did very well. He excelled. Uh, he won a state championship, and uh, we, we had a lot of fun doing that. We, uh, we met uh, a great family, uh, Shane Mayhew and uh, his family. We started doing some racing and stuff together with the, the BMX bikes. And uh, Shane had mentioned wanting to do some racing with the boys next year, his son Blake and, and – uh, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, we're going to do a bunch of racing. We're going to hit the, you know, this series and that series. And he goes, I'm in car racing. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And uh, it went on from there. I mean, Shane was was super gracious. He, he purchased a brand-new slingshot for Garrett. And uh, he, he he's really what got Garrett started and gave him his first ride. And uh, his very first year – uh, he won three races. He won two at the Ridge and one at Five Mile Point, and uh, won a championship at the Ridge. And then uh, Shane, at the end of that year, decided he he wanted to do some other things. And you know the the the, the racing team owner thing wasn't really what he wanted to do. And uh, we purchased the car from him, and kind of did our own thing for 2018. And uh, we came back strong. Um, he won nine out of 18 races that year, uh, never finished out of the top five, um, and won another championship. And then in 19, we decided to move Garrett up to race against the adults. And we were doing great. Um, he had won a race. He was, I think, second or third in points with Mike Hill and Danny Ballard. And if you can get even mentioned in the conversation with those two guys at the Ridge in a slingshot, you're really doing something good. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, we were, we were having a great start to the year and um, a guy come over that, that we had, we had talked to a little bit, but I didn't really know too well uh, by the name of Paul Pinkers. And uh, he wanted to purchase Garrett's car. And uh, I was kind of unsure about, you know, I'm like, it's the middle of the season, man. I don't really want to, you know, we're, we're chasing a championship. We wanted to do a three-peat and uh, Paul made us an offer we couldn't refuse. So we sold the car. And uh, so it was the middle of the season. We had sponsor commitments and stuff. So we were trying to put something together. We weren't really sure what we were going to do. And we had a rain out the next week. So we didn't miss any time. And uh, we ended up talking to a friend and purchased a sportsman car. And Garrett never missed a week of race. And we were right back at the ridge the, the, the next week with a sportsman car. And he, he ran limited sportsman and, I think it was three or four weeks into that. He had won his first race in a limited sportsman. We ended up running, I think five races that year. And then, uh, 2020, we committed to a full season in the limiteds. Um, we raced our car at, uh, Glen Ridge. And, um, we had actually built a new, another car over the winter that car. had only ran a handful of times. We built a different car over the winter and we actually got hooked up with, uh, 
a great guy by the name of Mitch Poole and New Day Motors. And we, uh, I think he won two races at the Ridge that year in 2020 and one at Malta. We ran a complete schedule at both. I think he finished fifth or sixth in points at Malta that year. And we were second in points to uh, Stephen Gray. And uh, we wanted a championship. We, we had a, a mishap where we had a, a offset issue with a wheel spacer. Um, one of our guys made a mistake and put the wrong wheel on. Not a big deal. It actually kind of hurt the performance of the car. But uh, it was wrong, and I, and I applaud the Ridge for, for holding up their decision. The tech inspector, great guy, says to me, he goes, listen, I know that hurt the performance of the car, but I have to disqualify it because it's wrong. And I'm like, I, I appreciate that. I was mad that night, oh, but, but I understood it. And uh, it ultimately, I think it ended up costing us the championship. But, you know, it, it doesn't matter because you live and you learn. And uh, the next year, we moved up to run regular sportsmen and uh, chasing those darn buff guys. You know, it's a that's a regular thing you do with the Ridge and uh, the battling buff brigade. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them and they're all good. You know? right. And and uh, we we ended up winning two races that year. And uh, that was our first full season driving exclusively for Mitch Poole. And uh, Mitch provided us some great equipment. We, we had got some trailer cars from uh, Mark Johnson and uh, Donneth Power. And we were competitive. We were we were in the mix all the time. And um, so then last year, uh, 2022, we had a, a Bicknell car and we had another great year, won another race. Um, we, uh, again, chasing those darn buffs. And I think he finished third in points that year as well. And this year, 2023, the Ridge is bringing on the Dirt Car 358s and uh, we're, we're very excited for that, and Mitch was very excited. And uh, we um, we got a brand-new car for this year, a new Bicknell car. And uh, Mitch got us a W16 to, to run in the 358 class. And uh, we're, we're hoping to, to put together some wins because uh, Garrett wants to be uh, on top of the list with, with Rocky Warner to have five classes of, uh, of wins instead of just four. Winning in four classes at the Ridge is pretty cool, but he wants to be tied with Rocky at five. Then we got to find him a four-cylinder or a pro-stock ride so he can right. get in half six. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited for this year. Um, we're going to have – we're going to focus exclusively on the Ridge. Um, we're going to do some some traveling as we can afford to and as time can, can permit. Um, Mitch is, is is got Donath working on a, a spec head 358 for us as well. Um and if all goes well, that'll be in uh, last year's sportsman car. So we'll have uh, hopefully two complete cars at our disposal to do, to do what we need to do. And and uh, luckily we're not going to be chasing any buffs. But there's an orange and blue car next to us that's going to be I think the guy to beat at the ridge this year. And uh, hopefully uh, the the two cars here in the booth at the expo are the ones that people are coming out to watch. I know there's been some rumors about uh, other guys coming, and I hope they all do. Because uh, if they're coming to our house, they got to beat us. Absolutely. So that, that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's Lance Willicks, who's next to us, by the way. On our side, Lance is standing right here uh, uh, watching us, or at least he was. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be coming on next, so he'll be in a future episode. But we're going to take one more quick break here from our sponsor, Glenridge Motorsports Park. I'll be back with you here with part three with Burt Poland in just a few moments. 
So let me ask you a question. When the weather is nice, do you have plans on Sunday nights? You don't. Well, you should. And they should include the Glen Ridge Motorsports Park. Located off Mary's Lane in Fultonville, the Ridge hosts weekly Dirt Car 315 Modified, Dirt Car Sportsman, and Dirt Car Pro Stock Action. Plus a whole heck of a lot more. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And make sure you check out our website at www.glenridgemp.com. That's www.glenridgemp.com. The Ridge, your home for dirt cars Sunday nights. Back with part three with our conversation with Bert Pullen. Uh, Bert, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, Dirt Car 358 Modified. Can you tell us about the car itself. Um, I believe it's a W16 engine. And where do you want to see um, Garrett's crew go from here? Well, I mean, we're very blessed to, that Mitch has given us all the tools we need to do everything at a very competitive level. Um, this car is uh, its brand new. It's a, it's a brand new Bicknell car. Um, every nut and bolt on it is, is, is brand new. Mitch uh, really went to town on it. And uh, it's, it's a W16 motor that uh, it's an LS based motor that the dirt car put together a uh, package with Wegner. And um, to, to make a competitive, affordable um, side of that class. And uh, we're hoping that we're, we're going to be competitive and affordable <laughs> because those are two things that we, we like. And um, we're, we're hoping to, to really put together some good runs. Uh, obviously, we want a championship. And uh, well, first, we want to win races. You know, you always start your, your goals at the start of the year. You know, like, um, I, I want to do this. You know, like when, when Garrett first started racing, um, our goals were, I just want to get him pointed in the right direction. Hope he does well. Well, like the third night out, he won. Well, that shot everything in the foot. So I'm like, okay, now we got to change our goals. And well, now we want to win championships. Well, he did the first year. So I'm like, well, I don't really, now what do we do? So then the second year was like, we want to win more races. We won nine. And I was like, okay, well now what do we do? And we moved up and every year we move up, we try and say, you know, set, set reasonable goals. And then when you attain them, if you, if you attain them mid season, set a better goal, raise the bar and, and always try and get better because you got to get better at, at home in the shop. And that, that's where your races are won. If you're not putting in the work during the week, Sundays are the fun day and it, it it's on the driver. You've did everything you could do at that point. And it's his job to go out and do what he has to do. And, uh, I've been very fortunate that, that Garrett's done very well. Um, there's, there's momentary lapses and you'll get that with a teenager. And I'm lucky that, uh, I still have Donnie Downs helping me out because him and Garrett communicate very well together because like most father and sons, we butt heads a lot. <laughs> I know that on both sides <laughs> and, of this equation. And, and it's, <laughs> it's not an uncommon thing. And, you know, it's great to have somebody that he can talk to then and, uh, go from there. Um, Garrett spent a lot of time this year, uh, this past year, uh, helping out at Keith Flack racing and with Connor Marvin, um, that helped Garrett's growth immensely, just being around guys and having a different view of things. Uh, Connor's an excellent, excellent crew chief. Um, Keith's been around the sport a long time, super great family. And they welcome us down to the shop anytime, any questions we have. They treat us good, and, and it helps our program just by being able to talk to guys and, and, and bounce ideas off them and, and, and 
have that uh, knowledge base, it, it, we're kind of spoiled by that. And I'm very lucky to have friends like that to be able to do that. And um, I know Connor and Garrett have been talking all winter, and, and Connor has some uh, experience with the W16 uh, when he helped Mike Maresca and, and whatnot. So he's excited for Garrett. I'm excited for Garrett. And uh, I hope that uh, we, we put together a really good year for this year. And um, who knows? I, I know Mitch uh, is is getting ready to retire, so we'll uh, we'll be trying to put stuff together and whatnot. But we're we're taking everything one day at a time, and we're gonna we're gonna focus on twenty twenty three, and uh, hope that we can be a factor. Absolutely. So let's take a trip back in time a little bit. You had alluded to earlier. You worked on a safety truck over at Lebanon Valley. Tell us about that and some of those experiences. That was that was a blast when it started. Um, a close fr uh, family friend, Jimmy Marjasso, uh, he he's been over there in a safety truck, God, since I was a little kid. I remember I, I've known Jimmy forever, and I can remember sitting in the stands at Lebanon Valley, seeing him riding around in the truck, and you know, being at all the wrecks and picking up the pieces and parts, and and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I, I he I went to the races with him one day, and uh, then he introduced me to Howard, and um, you know talked to a couple of people then first thing was hey uh one of the guys wasn't going to be there walter wasn't going to be there he said, you want to come over and give us a hand i'm like oh yeah i jumped at the the opportunity and and then first thing it was every week and uh we were over there and 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 it just it, the safety truck over there is you you're one of the first guys on the scene with the tow truck making sure that the you know, driver's okay and then it's you know okay how now we got to assess the situation pick up the pieces and get everything cleaned up and make sure that the, the everybody's safe and can do what they need to do to get the, the wreck cleaned up and uh, make sure there's no fire issues and that. Cause you know, the, on the, the safety truck over there, we carried a couple different fire extinguishers for different, different types of situations. And uh, we, we actually used to carry like a small um, set of jaws in case the, the, the need arrived, uh, arise. Um, but uh, it was great. We did it for a lot of years. Um, saw some really bad wrecks. So saw sprint cars go out of the ballpark. So saw a couple of different issues that uh, you realize that people don't always make the best decisions when it comes to safety in race cars. And um, so when we got Garrett involved, um, that was one thing that and, and mom mom said that you're you're going to buy the best helmet we can. We're going to buy the you know, and we've done everything we can for Garrett's safety. Um, I, I kid him all the time. I'm like, you're not real bright as it is, so we got to make sure we get a good helmet to protect that little, be little bean you got for a brain. But uh, now he's a great kid, and uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, that he he's turned out the way he has, and we, we're uh, we're doing well. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bert, for coming on the show here this week. Um, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you back here next week on the LaGrange Media Podcast. And as always, stay safe, support those that support racing, and so long for now.